0: Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text, you better answer me back.
1: I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me,
2: It's Glenn at Best Brat. Wow, you did us? Goodbye. 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 Welcome,
1: welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat and each week we let you in on it. This week, we're coming at you with another bonus episode with BET's original series, 20s, airing every Wednesday at 10 p.m. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen.
2: I'm Glenn at Bet's Brat. And
0: I'm Shade at Black Girls Texting. And this episode, we are recapping episode seven what would Todd do so if y'all haven't (laughs) tuned in you have to I think this is probably one of my favorite episodes yeah um so as always we're gonna kick it off with the on writer reply but make sure you watch the episode first it'll make way more sense as to what we're talking about and I think you'll laugh just a little bit harder but um if you like spoilers that's fine too I know some people who like that's their thing Anyways, (laughs) Um, so kicking it off with our red on red reply, um, the first one is going to be interracial dating, and we talk about this a lot on our pod. So, if you're curious to hear even more, you can tune in to Black Girls Texting. But we're gonna give you a little taste of our thoughts today. So, ladies, what
2: are we thinking? I am going to reply in terms of like the concept, like, I don't I can't say, like, who can date who, really. It's not none of my business. If you like it, I love it. If it makes you happy, I just think, like, um, what are your intentions? Like, if you genuinely want to be with that person and it has has nothing to do with their identity being what you're attracted to, like their race being what you're attracted to, then, um, yeah, why not?
1: Agree 100%. Do what you want to do, but when it becomes, like, an issue see a therapist
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it's fine um I think well so something you guys didn't do is say like whether you would do it it sounds like you're saying if you're fine with other people doing it and I don't really give a shit what other people do in their relationships even if it is unhealthy that's not my business but because um, people make unhealthy choices in uh non-interracial relationships but anyways Um, for me personally, I would say, um, I'm actually going to say on red because I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can actually like date, date, like seriously date interracially anymore. I can like fool around interracially, but I don't know if I like see myself settling down interracially and that's just because Mm. of previous experiences. But, okay, maybe my third husband, but I think he'll be European. And I think that's very different than white American.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I see myself, if if I'm going to do it, it's going to be a foreign person. Like, literally a man from Spain or, like, an Italian or he's Israeli or something. I don't know. But, like, a white American? Mm, Maybe. Why is that? Maybe from California. He would have to be from, oh, he could be, I'd date, like, a white New Yorker. I'll do that. Okay. I mean,
0: I don't want to talk Perhaps. about nobody's state, but I think white American <laughs> men are just a it's just it's just different. I work with a lot of white
1: European men and don't be fooled by the cute <laughs> accent.
2: <laughs> that's I how just I'll that say. found no, the, that the
1: prejudice, the the ignorance, it it exists all over the world.
0: Okay. That's fair. All right. I'll say my experience with white european men like that i've messed with has been like oh yes i am aware of x y z prejudice mm-hmm. like let's converse about it versus just being like what is racism what are you talking about like i feel right. like the experience that i have had is like it's a bit more open they may never understand or be able to walk into your shoes but it's not like they're the at, at least the ones that i've talked to yeah are like fugazi trying to act like racism never exists yeah That's and so I think so
1: interesting. I've had the total opposite. <laughs> really? Well, there's yeah, a part in that the that... Oh sorry. Yeah, we should that. definitely have an episode about this. And obviously this these are generalizations from our personal experiences, but um I work with like a lot of European people in fashion and it's just like the things they say, I'm just like, you can't say that and they're like, Oh, you Americans always want to talk about racism and oh sexism God. and da, 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 it's not a big deal so it's like it's very different the culture at least in my experience of americans being aware that certain things you can't at least say it loud <clears throat> and it being very different um with the europeans i've dealt with but again generalization
2: yeah i guess it really all depends yeah but i was going to say there's a Part in the show, and we're going to talk more about like what it means to be a Todd. But the girls are like, We don't, we, we nothing against Michael, or I forgot the other kind of like Jeff. white boy name they use, Jeff, right? right? And like, there's that guy, he lifts a um, Black Lives Matter mug, and they're like, Ah, oh, nah, he's good. So, like, <laughs> you got to get a white man that's like with the shits, yeah, if anything, yeah.
1: And I think you could probably find that in you know, North Dakota if
2: you looked. <clears throat> You know what? Okay. Yeah, like a really like homebred, up from the earth kind of white guy could work. I'm not, say, I'm not saying no more. I'm not say no more. <laughs> what's, what's next? Um, but
0: so in my college, actually, we called them Chads. It was Chads and Cindys. Those are oh, our versions of not Todd's. No, it was Chads and Cindys. Like, oh god, such a Cindy or like such <laughs> a fucking Chad. <laughs>
1: amanda seals also has the she says hannahs and beckys and like a hannah is just a person who happens to be white and a becky is a
0: white person
2: yes 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 yes
0: yes so everyone has their own version of this i think if you're black blickety black okay um or susan at work (laughs) karen we had karen oh god The worst. Um, So our next on Reddit Reply is taking a meeting with the enemy. Um, And to give this one a little bit more context, we find out later in the episode that Nia and old Ben, Uncle Ben, have a little (laughs) chit chat. What do y'all think about that? Would y'all do that on Reddit Reply? Oh,
2: God. I feel like this is so hard. Like, if your friend has beef with somebody this could be taking an opportunity this could be like hanging out with that person like anything I feel like that's like off limits like I don't want to do business with somebody that my friend has like beef with especially professionally I'll wait for my friend this
1: man like came to her place of business it's not like she went to him and was like let's have a meeting Ben
2: (sighs) that's true I still am leaving that one on red doesn't sit well with me.
0: Chelsea, are you rep- does that mean you're replying? No, I honestly I don't really
2: no, I don't get this one.
1: <laughs> um taking a meeting with an enemy. My enemy, my friend's enemy. No, I'm not like planning a meeting. Enemy. Like I'm would not you do I'm planning a meeting with this person, but if they start talking to me I'm not gonna like run
0: away. I think in this context oh. what Nia does is she's like okay let me connect with my home girl on this and i'll i'll keep you posted and you just let marie know like yo ben reached out to me this is his kind of mo like are you comfortable with that um -hmm. honestly she's like no i'm not comfortable with that i'm gonna be kind of like you're tripping because i feel like i feel like their beef isn't that serious it's not like ben like beat up marie's mom but um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's just kind of tight about the situation, and I and we'll get more into like how he played out that situation. But um, I would just let my friend know, and then I would circle back with Ben. But I wouldn't do it behind my friend's back. And to Chelsea's point, it's not like Nia sought out the conversation with Ben, so I think that it's it's fine. I think she's Ooh. she's fine. I mean, well, she kind of was because like she just like dropped it at the at the art thing. But I think there's a better way of going
2: about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I think it's weird. I, mm, mm, mm. It makes me feel nasty. I'm surprised I'm having this kind of visceral re- reaction.
1: Me too. Um, I didn't really see Nia sh- like shady for anything she did this episode. But, anyways, what's the next uh, one? Yeah. The next and one is like, acting uh, like a Todd for a day. Read a reply.
2: Reply. And when oh, I think yeah. about what it means to be a Todd, it's like. There's like the white audacity, the audacity of a white man, the caucasity, Uh, the caucasity. Exactly. But I think like a lot of in a lot of situations, like, let's just have the audacity to to take up space.
1: So do you think it's something you can only do for a day or like, could you act like a Todd in life? I
2: think I think it's I think the audacity thing is something that you can incorporate all the time. But then there's other parts of being a Todd that are, like, the obnoxiousness and the, like, entitlement that I don't want to be every day. You know?
1: Agreed.
0: Same page.
2: Yeah.
0: I love acting like a Todd. In every way. In in a lot of ways. I guess, yes, it could be, like, it could feel obnoxious, like you're taking up space. But then it's like, why can't I take up space? I'm not, like... I I try to be considerate of others. I really do. I think that's something I need to just work on internally because I, I tend to lack um, the mm. characteristics of an empath. Um, however, <laughs> I think that as Black women, we need to be way more Toddish in our moves at times because I think so long we've been taught like no you need to chill you need to fall back like whatever and that's not just in terms of being black I think that's also like femininity and being a woman and quote-unquote knowing your role or whatever but I think that um that's dead and gone that's old old news
1: yeah I I think think the part of like taking up space and like making your voice be heard is important but there's certain aspects of a Todd that like is not a positive thing and like Mm -hmm. I don't think it's gonna get you anywhere Unless you're a rich white man. <laughs> like being mm-hmm. like nasty to people won't work for a black woman in the same mm-hmm. ways. Like we're mm-hmm. not afforded the same um privileges. Period. I think yeah. of
0: like Olivia Pope.
1: Yeah, but oh, even Olivia, Olivia Pope stuff. knew when to be diplomatic and knew when to play her cards and knew what you know how to be strategic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's even better, honestly. Like, having that combo. Yeah, like the strategy and, like, <laughs> knowing when to fold them and when to hold them. Your to say favorite that every time phrase. At work. Yeah, I kind of feel like
1: Todd's, like, have no strategy. They're just, like, get to do whatever they want because they're white men.
2: Yeah, that's such a good point. Like, are you even knowing how you're moving? Or it's just, it's, like, programmed in them to just bust up in a room and be, like, what's going on who wants to hear what i gotta say (laughs) no self-awareness
1: like you saw when he was like walking in the street and wouldn't like in the middle of the street like no one can walk on the street like that's exactly that's not what i want to (laughs) be
2: that's like it's whack yeah not into it Mm -mm -mm. are those all our own better replies
0: Yes, we kept it short and sweet, I think, because this episode is so juicy. So we wanted to just jump on in. So with right, that being said, ladies, um, yeah, this we're going to talk a lot about this whole Todd thing. So the episode opens up with this kind of like shared monologue about what a Todd is. Um, so this is kind of like a really nice transition and understanding like have we experienced Todd's around us? Like I, I, I feel like we have a pretty mm-hmm. firm understanding of how you all feel about acting like a Todd. So just like Todd's in your life, how do you handle that? How do you navigate that mm, as a black woman?
1: Um, If someone's like being a Todd, I think the best thing you could do is make them feel dumb. Like tods don't like to feel dumb. <laughs> so if you can do that in like a strategic way that's not like combative.
2: you win. Ooh, there's, yeah, there's that strategy again, right? Um I'm trying to think of, I mean, yes, I've had Todds in my life. I talk about a Todd a lot but on I- a podcast. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> but actually, I don't think he Brett is a Todd. He's on a Todd, right? He's
0: on a Todd. He doesn't sound like a He's not. I don't think he's a
1: Todd.
2: He has Todd tendencies and like all white men do. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Like all white men, all white men have Todd tendencies because it's just how they were born into this world to have the audacity.
0: I would dare say that almost all men at times can have Todd tendencies or maybe it's just the men in my family who just get fucking treated like they're the best thing since sliced bread. Like, men in my family, I have found, at times, can be a little Toddish, And then I got to check them. Like, make your own plate. Ain't nobody here to serve you. That's old news. Yeah, Ben kind of acts like
2: a Todd. Who acts like a Todd? Who acts like a Todd? Ben. Ben?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Ben is a Todd. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think black men can have Todd tendencies as well. Oh God, don't have no black man at no little white private school get into the white frat because they Lord, be
1: todding, todding it up. I, I think, was yeah. talking about this guy. He was a black guy in like the like cool frat at my school, and he literally was the biggest todd. He was worse than the white boys at the school. Like. You come in, he's Mm. not offering you a drink. He's
0: only offering the white girls a drink. It was Mm -hmm. Mm fun. Oh, Mm -hmm. no. That's like a Todd and like Coon. Coon Todd. Exactly. Todd (laughs) Tom. Todd Tom. Oh, Oh my gosh. I think I've never actually like worked with a Todd. Fortunately, I work with a lot of. White gays who can also have Todd tendencies, but it's it's easier to navigate because you can like kind of bite back and they're like, oh, okay, now we're sussing it up together. (laughs) Generalization: not all gay men move that way, but I'm just saying in my line of work, that's the experiences that I've had. Um, This is not PC, y'all, FYI, Um, and neither is the show. So we're going to talk freely, but I've never worked with a Todd. I've gone to school with a lot of Todd's, but... um, yeah, I think that's a really good point, just, like, outsmarting them. Like, I crushed Todd's in class. They just couldn't. I was running circles around them. They didn't know what was going on. And it was great. It yes. didn't matter because I wasn't there for them. I was there to get my my A and keep it moving. And I feel like a Todd, like, always
1: wants to be the smartest person. So, like, that's just, if you can do
2: that, you you got it. Right. And I feel like they tend not to be that smart truly like like people have just told them that they were exceptional their whole lives so they think that they're actually good at shit and smart but like at the in at the core you're not you're unspecial yeah I
1: I think that was one of her definitions of a Todd like the Mm overconfidence and like yeah for sure
0: if I wasn't a black woman I would be a Todd (laughs) No. I could have turned out very Toddish just because of the way I was raised. Like, and, and this is why I talk about some of the men in my family because my dad is like, you're the best. You're the smartest. You know everything. You did it. Like, that was how I was raised. Like, there was no... And my mom added, I think, balance, but I think just reality of being a black woman added balance. But I don't think my dad did it in a, in a sense of, like, a superiority complex. I think, like, my dad <clears throat> grew up in the 50s, and he was the only black man... At Bishop Lachlan. Only black man at an all-white school. So he had to move like that.
2: That's He didn't have a choice.
0: And I think that just was ingrained in the way he raised his kids. And he just saw how Todd's moved. And he was like, you're not any better than me.
2: Right. Yeah. And my kids deserve to feel just as self-important and whatever. And they are. Like, they they are that valuable. So I'm going to gas them up.
0: Right. Like when we yeah. go out, my mom is like, "Please do not talk about your kids. Do not talk about your your car. Do, just just don't talk."
1: Oh my god, <laughs> your kids in your car.
0: Okay, anyways, next scene. Oh, moving I'm on to the I'm done with the, the Todd's. Uh, what Hey, this is all about the Todd. It's going to come back to them. So, <laughs> Mia's in her improv class and she's killing it. Um and it's really exciting to see her like kind of stepping into her acting because i know she was like kind of feeling down about it um but they're doing the really fun like yes and and um she does this like zombie apocalypse scene with a todd and i think he's definitely feeling a little bit intimidated by it you can see it in his facial expressions even though he doesn't say anything so we come we'll come back to how he shows his ass but Mm -hmm. she's kind of nervous she's thinking like our agent's gonna come to her showcase and um i'm wondering chelsea have you ever had any experiences like this as our resident actress
1: yeah for sure um especially you know it's it was like really nice to see definitely made me miss going to class um it's kind of a space where you can just like while out be silly but like you know with intention um but then the conversation she has um where her teacher is just like you're amazing definitely had that experience and then you get all excited for this showcase and it's like not necessarily doing anything so Mm -hmm. it's like kind of feeling like you're on a hamster wheel and like it's frustrating and obviously there's no like like straight line to how you become an actor
2: yeah, I definitely think I was seeing that kind of, like, tension for Nia. Like, she's like, oh, my God, I'm really succeeding in this improv class. And then when her teacher tells her this showcase is coming up and she gets gasped, but then he tells her, oh, don't get hyped. like, no real agents come. Um, but also, I think what complicated it even more is that he was like, you're, go- you're great. You're amazing. And then she's like, really? He's like, yeah, you're good. You're good enough. Yes, you're good enough. And I think that becomes, mm-hmm. like, a thread throughout the show, too. Like, what it means to be good enough. Like, you don't want to be good enough. When I'm speaking about, like, the greatness that a Todd thinks that they have. Like, you want to be the best.
0: Right.
1: But on another note, who is this acting teacher to say if she's good, good enough? You know, like, you're an acting teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, yeah. you can't, I don't know. It was, Here like... Your one opinion exactly your one opinion and like maybe she's not good for you good great for you but she could be for something else so like yeah also having teachers that like want to just keep you at a certain you know not let your head get big or whatever his goal was in that moment yeah Yeah, don't stunt
2: me oh i'm sorry glenn no no i was just gonna say don't stunt me or like make me feel like i'm small or something exactly Mm -hmm. who are you
0: so that's what I was going to say. We have a theme of that in this episode, I think, of like highs and lows for the for the gals. Um, so we cut to Marie, and um, it's a really beautiful moment between her and Chuck. But unfortunately, we find out that Marie did not get the job, that Ben got the job.
2: Mm. Yo, I yeah. didn't see that coming. I really didn't see that coming.
1: And it like ah. makes no sense.
2: I did not get that. That was when I was like, oh... The writers threw us a little curveball because like typically a typical storyline, it'd be like, yes, she got the job. Boom. Because like that's what's supposed to happen. Slash she worked her ass off and oh, showed no. that she I ain't see deserved that coming. it. I knew it was slow. I didn't And not. it's like realistic, right? I like, knew it was many, slow.
1: How many times are you killing it and you're still passed up for something, you know?
0: But also before we even cut to that scene that Marie and Zach have a pretty um, honest conversation. I knew she was too much for them. Like, she Mm. was, they were not gonna be able to handle her because of the intimidation and the fact that, yeah, she really could take Zach and anybody else's job. So if you are able to promote somebody, you would promote the person that you feel you can control that is not gonna take your job if you're a wack ass talk.
2: I also just wanna sit yeah, in they the wanted somebody who between was between
1: Marie and Chuck for a bit because I thought that was like a beautiful scene and just like very telling of a real relationship. Um, I know y'all don't like Chuck, but I was like when he said it's my job to just tell you the truth, it really reminded me of my own relationship and like when I was interviewing and um, you know, looking for jobs very, you know, seriously. And we would do like interview practice. And he was like, no, that's not good enough. Like you have to, you know, get your elevator pitch together. You have to know how to really answer this question with confidence. And we would do that. And it was very frustrating. I was like, yo, you're like, I don't need you to say that to me. Like, I need you to tell me that this is great. But in the end, the constructive criticism is like what makes you better.
2: Mm, Yeah, I loved that scene. I thought it was beautiful. And I thought... It, it made me think that they had been having like those kind of interactions like you just ex- described having with your boyfriend, Chelsea, like throughout their relationship. Like I could tell that he has always been her ride or die and like understands her goals and kind of like a coach for her and support. And like the way he like got down and like met her at eye level and spoke to her like in this like calm, qu- quiet and like steady voice. Well, it was so beautiful. And I was thinking about the the past episode we did with, with Derica, Um And Same. sort of talking about, yeah, like her the undoing of of Marie. And she was saying in that moment, like she was supposed to be perfect or like the best. And I feel like it was her understanding, like that, like I think that it was very true to like something that black women feel a lot, right? Like this need yeah, like to how- really nail it. Yeah, and, like, yeah. being able to show emotions looked like it was visibly hard for her. Like, I feel like she was fighting yep. to, yeah. like, cry. And I loved her vulnerability.
0: Yeah, I loved it. And yeah. um, to Chelsea's point, I really loved that moment between her and Chuck because I think it is very important that Chuck was like, no, like, I'm here to support you, but I'm also here to, you know, tell you the truth and you can be vulnerable with me and this is what a relationship is. And it was a very touching moment between them. I was like, wow, this is a beautiful scene. Like like one of, I think, my favorite scenes of the, of the series so far. Yeah, and like two Same.
1: things for me. This is definitely a point where I felt very, I felt like I felt Marie because if I'm crying, it's like about my career. <laughs> and like the other part of it was he wasn't saying like you're not amazing you're not good he was kind of saying like what we've all been taught I think which is like you're a black woman so you need to be like 10 times as good you need to also understand this is going to be harder for you and like know that like you can't move in the world as a Todd because you're a black woman like you can't be mediocre you have to be great you have to also understand that it's going to be harder for you
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that, we'll touch on this a little bit later, but it's this weird like game you have to play. Um, I just want to highlight something one of you guys wrote in the notes, um, but I really love this sentence. Um, Black women, we grieve in silence. I think that's really important to highlight um, that mm-hmm. a lot of times you feel as though you cannot even be sad in front of your partner, inside of your home. <laughs> like. Hmm. that takes a big toll on so many women our mental health um and people wonder why you know we make seem as though we're cold or aggressive or whatever but it's like we can't just be sitting in here fucking crying like cindy's can so that's my two cents (laughs) on that one but um beautiful scene and then we Oof. We get to back to the cafe. Hattie back in the cafe. Barista Bay is back. Barista I believe her name is Ma- Medina. I wrote down yes. her name this time.
2: Um, and
0: I'm like, "Hi, Adina." Adina, oh
1: Lord, y'all broke down notes.
2: Shut oh up! Girl. Oh, is that like Adina Howard? Probably has
1: some meaning. We'll yes, it's all of, Adina. like
2: Adina Howard. She's a singer. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's that reference. Okay, but anyway.
0: Oh, that's a janky, that's some janky parentheses I got going on because it looks like, I don't even know. Anyways, um, Barista Bay's back. I'm real excited because we've been talking about this a whole series. Like Shorty is failing Hattie. It's very clear. Maybe Hattie will get her shit together and like talk to someone who actually likes her. But um, Hattie starts talking about this unrequited love and I'm like, oh my God, it's going to happen. This is it. This is the moment. <laughs> and then that is annoying just like the demon she is Lorraine just pops up conveniently at the cafe at the same time and is with a white man who we think could be a Todd he looks like a Jeff yeah we don't <laughs> know him so we can't assume <laughs> that's true we all know that man but um I just wrote Lorraine pops up with a white T man and Hattie's clearly in her feelings, and she definitely, like, wants Lorraine to, I don't I don't know. Because the thing is, Hattie tends to, if Lorraine is with someone else, try to highlight that she's with someone else. But in this scene, she instead is like, oh, I don't really know her like that. Oh, that's a good point. So Ooh. I don't know what that well, was because about. Because I don't be...
1: think Hattie thinks, like, Adina's, like, fine or exactly. someone that's to be enough. jealous of.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it um my notes just say Hattie is corny capital c-o-r-n-y
1: it was just so rude to say like she just works here we don't know each other like that I was like that's so rude like and unnecessary and like do are you not she that's what I mean about Hattie she has no awareness about anything like that's so rude to the person that's like been here for you maybe y'all aren't best friends but like Don't
2: act like she's a piece of
1: trash on the floor in front of her face.
2: Yeah, that was corny. Because I had had a feeling like they were sitting there having like a writer's meeting, right? And Adina had said in the past, like, if you want to come here and write, I'll be here for you. So I had a feeling that they had been probably having some of these meetings off camera. You know, like the way that they were like, the rapport felt like they had been chilling for some time. Mm -hmm. So that was like really rude. But I also thought it was so interesting, the look in Hattie's eyes when she saw Lorraine, like she wanted her to like c- cuddle her even though she was with another man it was something like forlorn or something like this like desperate need for like attention like she reminds me of some like a kid whose parents are always traveling or something and she wants her pa- a little bit of her parents <laughs> attention like that's what it looked like I don't know it was like really interesting and she's just kind of like a masochist like yes I don't know she's getting absolutely. off on it it's yeah. very
0: clear that Lorraine plays games with her. Like even while she's sitting there having lunch with the with dude, like she's staring at her and like twirling her twists or whatever. Like mm-hmm. just demon re devilment. Um, that's just that ain't it. But um, how do you super whack for that? I don't know. I thought she was going like we were we were moving forward. I didn't think we were gonna backtrack yep. here. You so you thought? I know um, you mm-hmm. thought. Um, so let me get to the next scene. We're back in the improv class with Nia and it's the day of the showcase and a lot more agents came I guess than she thought because originally her teacher said it was just going to be like their assistants and it was like whatever blah, blah, blah. but it looks like there's some important people in the room so she gets a little nervous but I think she's ready to kill it and fucking Todd pulls a damn Todd on her and yeah, that was so, this was oh my gosh. yeah so the whole concept of the improv class again is the yes and and someone has to set the scene. So he decides that the scene is going to be that she just got a new weave and she can't stop talking about her new weave. How he thought that was appropriate or okay, regardless of if y'all are acting, is beyond me. Um, but I think that she was handled tr- it very well. Trash, trash, trash.
1: Yeah, she was initially like pissed off and then she kinda like leans into it almost too far in my opinion, but I guess you got to do what you got to do. But it started seeming like a, like a neo-menstrual show. And she's like, wilding out talking about her weave. Right. Um, it was a lot. And you could tell she was pissed off at herself because then in the next scene, she's like pissed at in her yoga class.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. I thought it was, it definitely read menstrual. But what was so interesting was to see like, how as soon as she put on that, like, affect in her voice, everybody mm-hmm. suddenly looked up. So it's also, like, a commentary on, like, this is what people like. Like, this is, mm-hmm. they love to see it. They love to watch it. Like, yep. oh, somebody's cooning. Oh, that's that got my attention. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the whole point
1: of Mitchell shows, right? And even in, like, the history of America, that was the only way a black person could even be in show business, is, like, mm-hmm. I'm being silly and, like, cooning it up and like that's the only way you were even allowed entry into this artistic you know world mm-hmm. I
0: definitely interpreted her acting out though as just like oh y'all want me to act extra black fine I'm gonna just fucking go ham right now but I think other black people may have understood the satire in that but like yeah white people they don't get it so I think she was like oh fuck like this is not where i wanted that to go and to chelsea's point she has this whole kind of like freak out in her yoga class where she's basically
2: like y'all are never gonna accomplish anything <laughs> oh well i was... thought that that was directed towards ben but it was but she was pissed off there.
1: at herself too yeah she was pissed at she herself. just embarrassed herself
2: yeah i mean it's it was it was fucked up because she gets all of this like applause and stuff, but I'm sure it's like a painful, twisted kind of thing to mm-hmm. see people celebrating you, knowing that it was on some whack shit. Ooh, that that, that scene, like, yep. really, it was, it hurt. It hurt me to watch. Yeah, Fuck. it really
0: did. Um, So, in her yoga class, though, so Ben joins her yoga class. She got the own shooting candle. I was waiting for some Yoruba shit to pop up on the show, because I was like, I know what's going <laughs> to happen. Um, and we find out Ben is Nigerian, Um, which... I don't know what part of the show, but we see his last name. And I was like, oh, he's Nigerian. Um, so Ben is saying that he wants to help Nia and that he basically like shucked and jabbed and like played the game to kind of climb up the, the ladder at his job. And he says that now he's about to like flip the script and go Nat Turner. Um, and I... not gonna lie I I get it I think that if that was his plan though he could have kept it a buck with Marie and not been like a dick to her and just been like yo like this is this is my my wave but I don't know if they have this kind of like underlying um competition in that he couldn't show his cards so I don't know
2: Mm.
0: well he does
1: say like I'm not an uncle Tom or something I'm competitive Um, But I still don't think that's the way to do it. Like you can climb, you you know, you can trick, trick the corporate, you know, people and climb the ladder and flip the script, whatever. But the fact that you're trying to do that, like be the only one, is still problematic to me. Um, Mm -hmm. You guys could both have a seat at the table if you think having a seat at the table is more productive than building your
0: own table. But but how do um, you do that? How do you get someone else a seat at the table if the people that control the room only want to see one of you?
2: But you don't, you work the, you don't like, you dog out your person. Like, if he was you really don't. about the movement, they should be having conversations on the side. Because clearly, Marie has the same values. So, like... Yes, I agree that but, it could
0: have been more clear that, like, yo, this is my plan. This is what I'm trying to do. You may have to, like, fall back. But who wants to hear that?
2: He could have like though. Yeah, or, like, you know, no matter who gets it, let's agree to, like, support each other, whatever. Like... I just right. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't believe him. I don't believe him. I don't buy it. I think like oh, I believe him. Mm, I think it's a thing where like okay now you're in the role like you wanna like you feel bad now or something like you, mm. you have an understanding of the way that you finesse and how it looks, and that you're out here looking crazy as a black man and you're, there's probably some some shame there or like you're trying to you're just trying to act like you down. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I believe yeah. it because I've seen it. I've seen it play out in in the real world with black men that I know. Um, what do you mean? Like, I've seen black men who have kind of played this very, like, I'm the cool down black man, and yeah, ha, 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 yeah, Todd, ja, 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 ja. let's go hang <laughs> out and grab a beer or whatever. And once they get to, you know, VP at their firm or whatever they're doing, they, like, literally don't hang out with them, don't talk to them no more move in their own way, and start opening up the gates for their people. Like, I've seen it. Um, I mean, I love that, but the thing,
1: while you're climbing up and, you're like, shitting on other black people, I feel like you can't really come back from that. Or it would be really hard to.
0: Yeah, I think that's the differentiator. Like, that you cannot, you don't need to put other people down. Um, And I, I didn't necessarily see that tendency from my friends i've just seen that they definitely like played into like listen i i went to all white school all my life i know how they move i know how they are and but ultimately like i'm i want to do this for the culture in some way
1: i also kind of felt like there was like a romantic thing happening between lorraine and ben because like he was like blurred (laughs) out in the background but he looked at her butt oh
2: Oh, you, Ooh, see you that? made Nia and Ben when they were in the um, yeah, in the yoga and, studio? Nia
1: and Ben in the I yoga thought, studio. Yeah,
2: I thought he was going to try to get at her at first the whole time. I wasn't thinking that, that it was going to be a professional kind of thing. Because he rolled up on her and shit. And it was just like... I, it also guess could have been the tone of the room, you know, yoga studio. There was like a romance kind of vibe tone. But also, low-key, like, could he just be trying to use his power... To start getting girls, because dudes That's do that That's another too.
1: thing, because mm-hmm. he's corny. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to, we're going to have to see about that. Yeah, That's why um, I wouldn't even be entertaining that conversation with that young man. That oh, part. I mean, I would just see. He has a point. He is a new
0: VP, and whatever. So, OK, so now the ladies are all at the museum. Um, do you know who the artist was, anybody? Mm Mm-mm, but let me do some digging, but continue. I love their pieces. Also, I apologize if you hear that noise in the background, um, quarantine sound. Um, And they're talking about acting like Todd's for the day. And just like, this is Nia's idea because I think she's kind of like fed up and she wants to take back the power. And I thought it was a really cute idea. So now in all their respective Roles. Well, Hattie was like, "Ooh, I don't know if I could do that." And, <laughs> anyways, that was hilarious. And all their respective roles and their work worlds. They're like, "All right, we're gonna like act like Todds and just like be very, um, I guess, confident. Like big dick energy, almost maybe too confident." Um, Hattie kind of gets shut down because Ida B is not here for that. And I also think she did it in such a a weird way. Like they're in the writer's room and she just like stands up and she's like, how about, it was just weird to me, I don't know. Hattie Hattie kind of fell off for me this episode. She's wild, yo. she's a child. But
1: it was interesting the conversation that they were even having at the writer's table when someone was like, let's put a gay sassy black man in the show. And she was like, that's so corny, it's so overdone. Mm-hmm. Um, and suggested actually having a queer woman at the front of the show, and they were like, "Yeah, we did that." But he, she was like, "You didn't even show her like being queer, though, like having relations with women." Um, so that was interesting. Just the the how queerness is represented in media.
2: Yeah, but you know what was interesting? Did y'all peep the 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 gay? I'm assuming gay black man in the audience in Nia's improv class who like every, like he said yes. in the yes. beginning he was like say yes and he, he's like yes but I thought that was so interesting because like the way that they all celebrated that idea is like ooh yeah the audience is gonna love that everybody loves a sassy black man sassy gay friend I I mean I was like living for him through the whole episode so I just thought it was interesting to think about like what what people like, like Cause I I don't know I found him amazing um, I mean but cause also, those people yeah. exist But mm-hmm. like they're just
1: like Not the only type of Representation that we need
2: No completely Completely um, And the fact that they said that where well, they had a lesbian That never actually kissed anybody She kissed her friend on the cheek Is like ridiculous um, But I thought I want right. to pose something to y'all Like Have you ever What do you I, I think it's interesting that Um, Hattie tried to pull her Todd moment, but in a space of all black women. And why did that not work? Like Ida immediately shut her down, told her to sit that ass down. Um, and I would just wonder like why, like, I don't know. I think partially her idea was shut down because they were not ready for it. They didn't understand it, whatever. And that's very real. But like, I don't know. Ida just like put her in her place. And I wonder if it's because she's working with another woman, another black woman, right? And is it like... I don't know. I just wonder if y'all have any thoughts. Like, I mean, does the top behavior have, have to operate in a in to white say. world?
0: Well, okay, if she's going to say that, I think she needs to have, like, fully flushed out her idea. Because that's another thing. Like, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. Like, Ida can see straight through that, I think. So, I think if she was going to move in this way, she needed to, like, come prepared and come correct. Which I guess is typically not in Todd fashion, but in Ida B's room,
2: you gotta, you need to come with it. (laughs) I guess, yeah. I don't know. I think that she, I felt really bad for her. I think she stood up and it seemed like she was so sure of herself and it was, like, kind of sad to see like, her get shut down. I don't know. So then, we
1: cut to the scene where Marie is, like, pressing Zach um, and that was... Interesting. I was, I was proud of her, I guess, for pressing him, and it was clear that he knew it was some bullshit, and he felt bad about it. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, and she, I mean, she really came. I don't even know if that was a Todd approach. That was like that was Olivia Popey, I guess. Like he, she corners him in the parking lot, slams his door, and is like, "Listen, what's going on? Like, I demand to know." And yeah, he yeah. acknowledges that, like, she's worthy. She's amazing, low key. I feel like he acknowledges like you're a, like I think he, I got flirt, flirty vibes. Like Same. Their faces were mad close, and he was like, "I know you're amazing," and I felt like it was like, as a person, because I love you. Yeah, he's and into he, it. Like, I closed his eyes. Yeah. So now I'm like,
0: whoa, oh, yeah. Okay.
2: Ooh, There's lots
0: of sexual tension flying all yeah. over this show, um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty dope of her but i i knew the answer before he even they had that conversation the minute she was like ben got the promotion i was like yeah because they they you too much they can't handle you they don't know what to do with you
2: yeah and you know what i'm thinking on this whole subject of like good enough like they wanted ben because he was good enough like he could fill the job he could yeah. do the job and she is incredible um but yeah i mean it was nice to see zach be like I know this is some bullshit, but, like, sucks that he couldn't act on that.
0: Whole time she should open her own shit. Talk to, um. Yep. Oh, fuck. Now I feel like I'm going to fuck it up. Quintrell. Quintrell. Yes.
2: Okay. Whole time. Talk to
0: Quintrell and do her own shit. That's what I
1: see for her. She might. Yeah. And ultimately I
0: feel like when you work in a lot of these white spaces and you're building your resume, it's really just, like, to learn, navigate, have those experiences that teach you how to boss up. And once you, you're good off that, move, it's a dub. It's time to go. Yep,
2: yep. yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I don't think Marie has to alter how
1: she is at all. I think she's a boss, she's good at her job,
0: and if
1: she's not appreciated there, she can just go elsewhere. Absolutely,
0: and I think the best move, I think, because of the situation that she was in with Quintrell to like, make her own but she could also go somewhere else and just leave them like okay y'all don't all right fuck y'all i love that when you just leave somewhere when they least <laughs> expected it and yep just, i just did that yep that so good fuck the whole shit up like oh you don't need me <laughs> we'll see about that
2: now you're scrambling right While well, she gonna be over here making blockbusters y'all gonna be feeling dumb <laughs>
0: blockbusters yeah that was amazing but nia for me stole the show with that ending scene oh my god
2: oh my god yes so she's back in her improv class and she's like embodying this idea like i'm gonna be i'm gonna buck up on this todd in my class and flip the script on him so they're working together again and she gives him she springs upon him an improv idea that he is not expecting which is he's going to visit his black nanny that raised him as a child at her bar- barbecue and like automatically he's like wait what, what 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 are we doing here and um you know the shit is just hilarious first of all that whole concept is is kind of genius and i would love to see more of that but he comes in and she's she's playing this kind of mammy role but she's using it to like completely poke fun at him. She's um, making us. She's like making him feel like he has assumptions about what it's like to come to the quote unquote hood to come to a black community. She's like, y'all hear those sirens? Did you call the cops on on me? Um, and then she's like, wait. Oh, maybe they're coming for you because is that a machine gun in your backpack? Which that part took me the fuck out.
0: So good. Oh, so, so good. good.
2: She's like, I don't want that potato salad
0: with them raisins
2: in it. Oh my god, he set himself up. Why would he say potato salad?
0: <laughs> he should have known. He should have known. known. And I think that that was like a perfect moment for her to like play the game and just play it so well because her partner was clearly like intimidated by her in the first scene. Like she was the one getting all the attention. So when they redid it during the um, the auditions when the agents were coming I think that was his way of trying to like one up her and take back the control and it was like no mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not happening
2: he knew that if he gave her that type of assignment that it would maybe throw her off or stunt her in a place where she only is limited to like a girl that cares about her weave or whatever like yeah not allow her to have more range um and just kind of yeah like he wants to make her look dumb she totally flipped the script that was fire
1: it was fire and then we cut to her in her yoga studio and it's like Nia's Nia again and it's like positive and she found her Zen I don't know what it's called but <laughs> wait I'm um,
2: sorry Chelsea to cut you off I just want to say though he said to her like what was that about that was like some reverse racism or something that you just did which was like sir what have you been doing like yeah that's not real to say that i'm a black like i'm a a black girl that just cares about her weave what was that like i don't know yeah yeah and
0: he's like you you played me and she's like i know (laughs) (laughs) so good
2: yeah but yeah so then we're back in the yoga studio
1: yeah and then she's like you know being super positive telling everyone that they have like a purpose and you know very uplifting and then it like cuts to all these like black people's faces in the yoga class which was really beautiful um
2: yeah i loved that scene and we saw our boy from her class oh yes was there (laughs) which was like i loved i don't i don't know i thought that was like that scene was so beautiful to see all these faces black faces at rest like at ease at peace um and you know what maybe because this episode was so like charged in a lot of ways like even ending on that note kind of made me feel calm so like maybe that's why that was done um, and of course like she found like Mia also comes came back to her center and her place of calm too um, so yeah that was just beautiful loved that scene
0: yeah this was a great episode alright ladies um, I've got our what would you do on deck and I chose this one because I feel like We've been having conversations about um, handling quarantine, and um, I really like this one. So, hey BGT, I'm a big fan and so happy I found this show during quarantine times. 20s is such a great show and something I look forward to to take my mind off of things. And I'm nervous about what I will do when it ends. Oh, girl, I feel you.
2: Oh, my God. I'm I
0: trying not like part, to get yes. too attached to TV and try other things to stay sane. I feel like there's so many conflicting things in the news. Go outside for a walk, don't go anywhere. Write a book, compose a symphony, or do nothing and be a sloth. (laughs) I am like, what the fuck? I know you all are having your own experiences and I wanted some advice on how you're coping. Much love, Gabriella.
2: Oh my God, I love this letter. But like literally though, have y'all ever had the feeling of like loving a series, and when it ends, you feel like a part of? There's like a little emptiness. Like yes. <laughs> attached yes. To these people. And yes. You're like, Damn, this world is closed now. What? Yo, what is, what's happening?
0: One of my favorite shows that I have unfortunately binged in a day—they killed my favorite character, and I literally felt like that was my friend, and they killed her. My <laughs> like, I was so. Wait, sad. what show? Um, I don't want to say because I think it'll be too obvious who the person is, and I don't want to spoil it.
2: Oh, but, yeah.
0: Um,
2: um, but yeah, no, that's very real, and I, I get that. Even for twenty, I find myself when I've been watching twenties, I'm like, oh my god, this is so nice. Look at people in the world. Look at like young black people going outside. This well, you is got so one nice
1: episode left, so what's right, your coping exactly. mechanism?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I... Oh, go ahead, Galenese.
2: I mean, I don't know. Every day is different. I can't... I don't have, like... I don't know. Yeah, literally every day has been different. I'm trying to stay busy, and I know, like, that it's not going to work for everybody, but it's working for me right now. And Especially as a teacher, like, my schedule is OD, so, like, it's keeping me active.
1: Yeah, I feel like if you, um if you want to do something more productive then you know get started but also it's okay to just watch tv during this time i mean what's happening in the world is very sad it's very dark um and sometimes television is a nice way to just like take your mind off of things and that might be what you need so there are so many good shows on um i have plenty of recommendations so if you want to just move on to another show i think that's okay
0: yeah, yeah, I feel like you shouldn't feel bad for, like, getting into shows and things that like fantasy that takes you out of your world. Um, if you want to incorporate other things into that routine, um, something that I found is actually creating a schedule is really helpful um, and trying to, like, stick to that schedule. I mean, I find that I move things around on my calendar all day just based off of, like, meetings running over how things are going, but i this is super new for me but i've been trying for like my first hour to do like my meditation thing that i just started with a friend and then my workout and then i put in like errands and things that i need to maybe do if i need to go to the grocery store or like if i just want to like go outside for a minute and have like a walk or something um and then the later in the day i'll like have different shows I may watch or an activity I want to do or a game I want to play and like there's a lot of random things you can get enthralled in like Glenn and I really got into words with friends and like crossword puzzles and (laughs) that's a nice thing to do that you don't necessarily have to like have the tv on you can just like have music on and like get enthralled in like a game um Or if there's like a book you've been really dying to get into, it's hard to start Just like crack it open and you'll just find that you can like kind of disperse the activities. And for me, I like to like do it in different rooms. So like I try to watch TV in the living room, but then like I'll do the crossword puzzles in the bedroom or something. So I feel like I have variety.
2: Oh my God. I kind of love that. I've been thinking about working in my bedroom now because I have a desk in there. Maybe I'll try that today. just for, Yeah, because, like, my living room and my couch are just starting to feel real old. It's tired. And also, um, like, on, on the subject of, like, kind of spreading things out, um, a friend gave me some really good advice that when you find a show you really love, instead of binging it, like, maybe try your hardest to just watch an episode or two a day. Because then every day you have, like, that to look forward to. Um so it's and you can make it a whole thing like, oh, I'm going to have my moment. I'm going to watch my episode of 20s. I'm going to sit on my couch. I'm, I always do it with some popcorn and a glass of wine. And it's like, yeah, you can make it a thing. So oh, a friend told you advice. that, huh? <laughs> One good piece of advice they've ever given me. Ah. All right. So stay strong, Sistrin. hopefully these help these suggestions help you out. Um, so on to our black girl doing shit battle. Um, so who do y'all got? I kind of think that this is, I'm gonna make the wager that, like, we all have the same black girl doing shit for this episode. Because mine is Nia.
0: I agree. Yep, it's yeah. Nia.
2: And I know Chelsea agrees too. So she got it. She takes it. Like, I think we see her, um, her, sh- her like shining as an actress in this episode like her skill is there she's like really committing herself to her craft and looks like it feels good and that's a beautiful thing to see she's also like all balanced and stuff bringing people inner peace um she was so like stealthy in the way that she like one up that Todd in her class <laughs> just genius brilliant I,
0: I think what I really enjoyed about this episode is it shows the ups and the downs, and I'm sure a lot of people are feeling that, um, but, you know, you have to have those ups and downs in life, um, and the the telling part, and I think the best part, is how you handle them. So, do you just allow it to consume you, and just, like, sit and, and wallow, or do you, you know, I think there's, there's always time to have, like, a grieving period. I think that's super important. We talked about that as black women. We don't probably... Um, grieve openly enough, but have that time, and then when you're done and you're ready to pick yourself back up from the bootstraps, come back better than ever. Um, I think that like is a phoenix. yes. I think that, mm. <laughs> like a phoenix. I think that's the best part. So um, we can learn a lot of lessons from this episode and what we're dealing with right now in quarantine. Um, there's going to be lows. There's going to be highs, but. You know, you make of it what you can and try and stay positive. So, yeah, y'all. That was episode seven. This is crazy.
2: We're almost at the end of this journey.
0: I know. I know. It's been, like, so, so great. Like, major shout-outs to BET, to Lena Waithe for creating this show. Um, I didn't even realize at the time when we first started how much I would, like, grow to love This show, I can be very picky about my series. (laughs) No, seriously. But um, I think that this is great and a really great representation of the black female experience um, growing up.
2: And there's still so much more to see. Like, I'm thinking about, like, Marie's mom. And, like, there's, there's so many threads in this show that, like, we just i just need more i i, I season two where you we're at <laughs> we're already yeah, talking about right? season I'm two i'm already right you're right? over here telling this young lady to take your time right rush. <laughs> <laughs> i'm um, sure this is
0: a, a great time for creatives to create so um yeah. just put the pen to the pad yes all right y'all
2: it's been another episode of black girls texting our episodes drop every Wednesday. Be sure to check those out. Our recaps are of twenties are on Thursdays. Be sure you're tuning in to twenties if you haven't watched it yet. You got a lot to binge on or to pace out <laughs> day by day. Um but yeah. All right, All right y'all. Bye. Bye-bye.